This is Crucial Tech, a podcast about the technology that affects us all, but few of us understand, presented in a format that can give you some basic understanding and the time it takes to drive to the grocery store. I'm Luke Covey, an independent journalist who's been writing about various technologies ranging from renewable energy to digital security for more than 40 years. I probably know more about it than you do, and if I don't, I will introduce you to those who do. Okay, folks, today we've, uh, we're taking a look at something uh, that people have talked about for a long time, and that is something to replace Facebook. Now, many years ago, uh, there, uh, when Facebook was just starting up, there was an online uh, meme, uh, uh, email, stuff that just, you know, one of these chain things that comes from nobody in particular that was talking about how Facebook was going to start charging you for the services they provide. And that was a real stupid thing to say because once you start giving people something for free, they really get annoyed when you start paying for it. And as the years passed, you know, when everybody was really excited about Facebook at one time and all the things that could happen with that, and the same thing with Twitter and the same thing with, with LinkedIn, where social media became a really, really big deal. But as time went on, we found out that these guys were stealing our identities. Now, maybe they, maybe they weren't doing it themselves, but they made it really possible for people to do that. And now we've gotten to the point where it's being used to steal elections, not just here in the United States. It's also been done in places like um, uh, the Philippines and in Malaysia. Uh, and, in, and, uh, and let's not forget the United Kingdom with the Brexit uh, 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 fiasco they had there. So over the years, the bloom is off the rose for free social media applications. Um, and during this time when people were trying to talk about uh, maybe getting rid of Facebook with something else, there were other things that popped up. And I've been trying them over the years, uh, but it didn't make sense then. But I have a feeling that we're coming to this place where it may make sense to have a social media platform that charges you from the get-go. And I'll get into some of the reasons for that. But today we're talking to David Glasgow, the CEO of a company called Neone, or Neone. It's spelled <laughs> N-E-O-N-E. And they wanted a, a simple five-letter word to describe their their uh, company, and they got it. Uh, so, David, thank you for joining us, and tell us about Neone. Uh, Lou, thank you so much for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure to talk to you today. And uh, you're correct. Obviously, uh, this is something I've been interested in quite a while, and the notion of data privacy, and social networks. And as you were talking and describing the issue, it kind of reminded me of how I break down this problem in a very simple way for people. And the way I describe it is this. When you, uh, when you talk about a social network, the question to ask is, who pays for the servers, right? In the case of Twitter and Facebook, 
the people paying for those servers are the advertisers. And of course, you are the product, right? Mm -hmm. Now, there have been some very noble attempts to have distributed social networks working on volunteer servers, but they don't scale very well. And as someone who's worked with open source projects, I, I love the intent, but they don't scale as well because you're asking people to volunteer resources. So who pays for the server? And, and I think that's the one key um, insight that Neoni had uh, from the beginning, which was that users will never truly be in control of their data until they control where it is housed and served from and contained. And uh, as I mentioned before, uh, uh, as some people know, we did originally try to launch this as a hardware product, but the promise is still the same. Users need to be in control of their data. So our basic idea was to break the social network down into individual servers and then turn that into a, a, a subscription. And in this particular case, we're using uh, virtual servers. Right. So um, that's the basic outline of, of we've broken the social network into its pieces. We're going to rent you one piece of it and allow you to communicate and completely privately. And we don't care what you do or what you share. And we don't look unless we get a warrant. And that's kind of our philosophy. Okay. Now, there have been some social networks uh, that have been well, they've been used by white supremacists. A, a, a large number of unsavory characters. Yes. Right. Um, is there, are there any um, protections on Neoni for this? Or do you just kind of like say, well, if that's what you want to talk about, you go ahead. Well, there, there's a... There, there is an issue here, and, and I think one of the things when I started this uh, project, um, I considered anonymity to be the, the priority, and I think privacy is actually the priority. And, yeah. and let me explain. Um, one of the, you know, I was talking to someone who did corporate networks back in the 90s, and he used the term trusted networks, but it, it used to be you knew who you were talking to, Right. right? And and I think that, that the problem is we, we've gotten away from that, right? And I, and I, I suspect that um, if we could have, in, in, this, in this particular case, in Neoni's case, what we're saying um, is it's not anonymous. I mean, you have a subscription with us, right? Yeah. Now, we don't know what you're doing, but if someone takes a screenshot or we get, if someone gets on and, 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 and you're planning a white supremacist uprising. Well, that's what a warrant's for. And that's and, and this is where it, it's I, I've backed off the true um, absolute end to end encryption. I, I had the uh, privilege one time to talk to a member of Congress who was uh, uh, a former prosecutor. Right. And he had come around on encryption because he said it used to be that a warrant would break, you know, one person's constitutional rights. But with a back door, you break everybody's constitutional rights. Right. And there's like so there's like there's where is that middle ground? Well, part of the issue is that uh, we're talking in, in that conversation. We were talking about phones, something that any company doesn't have total control over because someone's walking around with it. Right. By um, giving you, in essence, a safety deposit box in the cloud that you control 
we still maintain a little bit of control over it. We can update your container and break your encryption, right? And so that's that's the compromise that we made so that we could honor legitimate warrants. Okay. And, 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 and if I could just make one last point about that, there's kind of three types of surveillance, for lack of a better term, that we talk about. Corporate surveillance, government surveillance, mass government surveillance, and targeted surveillance. And I think what we wanted to do was build a system that protected against the mass corporate surveillance and mass government surveillance while still keeping a mechanism for targeted surveillance, because that's important, right? Um, and it, it is a compromise where you draw that line. I, I won't beat around, you know, I won't make excuses, Yeah. right? Uh, but I said to the team early on, I want to build a better social network, not a better dark web, right? And there are choices you have to make to try to ensure that that that's the outcome you, yeah, and you that, end up with. That's something I noticed as I was working on, on building my pro, my profile here is that mm. it requires the profile picture, which I'm sure you, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to put up your real picture. Oh, but it you also technically to, didn't require it. What? I'm sorry, it, it did not require it. You uh, you must have been, it, it requires a display name. Yeah. And as, and it does not, and we do not require your real name. But, but you, you do require the name and phone number and an email address. Uh, I, I, we need to be clear in our messaging because that's actually voluntary information for your profile. We don't see that. Only your connections see that. that that's, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it, it, you, you're not seeing that, but when somebody when somebody who's in my circle, I think that's what you call them, right? The circles. Correct. You okay. know, when, when some, someone is someone is connected with you, can see that. Correct. Yeah. So so but they totally they know for real that it is me. They're, if they're, that's what, if you choose to put up the real, we're not verifying that information. Yeah. Okay. Right. We, you, I mean, you, and that is, you're kind of, you're hitting the next hump in the road that, that we see in the future. And we have, um, uh, plans, uh, for where, what we're building towards that will kind of provide a solution for that conundrum okay. of, um, he, here's the issue. If you think about it, there's a fundamental um, uh, rub between being discoverable um, and being private on a network, yeah. right? And um, I, I'm not sure I mentioned this. We do have uh, multiple patents on our system up till now, and we have uh, 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 three more pending trying to solve this issue. Okay. And that will get back, you know, in, in the first version we're selling, we're, we're always going to have a space that you can use the Neoni system as as a um, without a verified identity. Later in the future, we're hoping to have a, a, a an expansion of the system that will allow you to interact through verified identities. Yeah. But let's let's get out of that that rabbit trail and, and yeah. go, let's go to something a bit more practical here. How does this system actually work? Um, the the way it works is it, it's we're using what's come to be a standard over the, the last few years. Um, if you follow cloud technology, you you probably heard of a cloud container. Right. Um, the way I describe it, it is a virtual server um, that you control that you have the encryption keys for, 
right? Yeah. And uh, these are, and to be clear, these are HIPAA certified, and um, I'm going blank on the new European privacy term. Yeah, GPR. Correct. The G one. But the point being is, these containers are are secure enough to to store health records. Okay. And these are what corporations usually you know use in mass. Our our basic model is remember when I said we were breaking up the social network into its individual servers. Right. And our, well, that's what we do. We when you get a subscription from Neoni, we inst- instantiate a virtual container, uh, and your keys encrypted. Um, and now you have a virtual uh, node on our network. And you so can, it's 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 kind of like Dropbox, but it's a social network. It is in a way, but to be clear, and going back to what you said earlier, I I, I refer to the old joke about uh, they asked Dillinger why did he rob banks? Yeah, and he said, well, that's where the where the money is, uh-huh. right? Well, why do you have massive data breaches? Because all the data is in one place. Yeah, or or why do you have you know, massive data sets that are being sold to third parties for bad reasons, like you said, well, because someone's collecting all that data in a central place. Once again, we're breaking that data up. You're going to be in control of your data. Your data will be housed inside of your container right. along with the people that you're hosting. And that data is going to be spread out through all these different encrypted containers. There is no central source of, of, of data for okay users. so so I, I've I've signed up for, for this uh, for, for my mm. one week free trial and yeah. I, I, I haven't gotten it yet but I, I'm getting my my thing together how do I add people to my network well and this is in any new system you have to do a little bit of education right um, there's something in tech called the empty restaurant problem Right. What good is a private network is you, if you have no one to share with privately? Right. Every Neoni subscription comes with guest accounts. Right. These are accounts that get, that you can share with family and friends that are hosted inside of your container along with your account. Right. right. So your the the use cases say you have a small group of friends or your family and you want to share documents or photos, and this is, we, we should talk about the range of things you can share. But the idea is we don't want everyone in the group to have to have a subscription. So right. you get a subscription and you give free, free accounts to the people that matter most to you, and now you start your own small sharing circle. Right. This is not, version one of Neoni is not meant to replace Facebook. Version three is, and we're gonna get there. Okay. Right. And But version one is, let's all start building the foundations of how to communicate securely. And to, to use a tech term, what Neoni is, is a mesh VPN network. To be clear, every time you connect to your Neoni hub, this virtual container, it is through a VPN tunnel, right? So your data is safe from the moment you send it while it sits in, the, in your container waiting for your, your connections to get it and in transit to them. Right, and so it's 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 a very encapsulated system. Uh, so I'm th- I'm thinking this this would be a really good thing for me to get, and to put my in laws on because my my mother in law who I love dearly, I mean she is like my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, she does not get spam. She does not get. Uh, uh, I understand viruses I, I, and things like this. So. But she doesn't have a huge 
Facebook profile, but she she likes to keep in contact with her family. So this right. would be a way for her to do that, to do it safely, and to not infect her computer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that was one of the primary use cases uh, when we started out. We um, we really see version one of Neoni being of, of the most use for families groups of friends and and perhaps some small offices or the lawyers that have been working on this have been um, very excited because yeah. um, in addition to the normal things you can post on Facebook, we support PDFs and Word documents that you can look at and preview right in the app. Okay. Right? So, so if, if, a, if a doctor or a lawyer wanted to send someone a, uh, a document securely, they could give them a guest account and communicate with them that way. Yeah, that's that's, um, that's kind of the, the way it works with uh, with my doctor through Sutter Health is that they've got their own app called the My Health Online, but right. uh, you you can get messages through email and text that you've got a message from your doctor, but you've got to sign into that app before you can see it. Correct, and this is uh, and, and that's what they're discovering. You have to control um, both ends of the equation. Right, and um, and this is and the laws that are coming on are going to make that more and more of a priority yeah that's as it should have been from the beginning that's the other thing that i think is going to make is you know not only the gdpr that i remember now there you go yeah. <laughs> the general privacy no the never mind <laughs> yeah uh but then there's also the, the yeah, yeah there's also the california the one and there are 11 other states that are considering similar uh similar laws and it's going to make it difficult for people to be in this social world selling information for uh, of each other. Well, good. I mean, I, I actually, I was a server admin in the 90s. It's kind of funny how I ended up being that. But um, if you've ever been a server admin, you realize if, if, if you have the root password, there are no secrets yeah. from you, right? And, and from the very beginning, whether it was Gmail or Facebook, I, my experience of having a root server admin made me very suspicious of of some of these solutions. Yeah. Right. And so this is why the whole project from the beginning has been the notion of you need to control your information in a server or a container that you are in charge of. Otherwise, right. privacy is just an abstract promise. So here's here, here's what I want to take this here, because uh, we've okay. got we've got the one use case of the grandmother who is not tech uh, savvy. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got another use case of a doctor, say in a private practice, or a lawyer mm -hmm. who wants to have private uh, uh, conversations with his clients online. Mm -hmm. uh, let, let, uh, before I get into that, what does it cost? You know, and, and what do you get? Um, it's all based on the number of guests that you right. get along with your basic subscription. The intro, uh, intro subscription is $4.99 a month with you and one guest. It's $9.99 for you and five guests and uh, $19.99 for you and 12 guests. Okay. And those uh, we, we feel like those are really uh, reasonable points to start. And we hope to, you know, as we get a better feel of, of what our costs are, because keep in mind, we're we're not burning venture capital. We're not. It's not a loss leader for us. Yeah. We, going back to who pays for the servers, well, you do in our system, and and that's we're that's how we function. Okay. Right. Um, and so we got to make sure that 
we are covering our costs because as soon as you start burning through money, then somebody's going to eventually want to start mining the data. Right. So, um, so that sounds like even at the highest end, uh, we're not really talking about the doctors and lawyers because they're going to have more uh, clients than that. Uh, but it does sound good on the, the family level. Is that going to change on uh, version two? Yes. In fact, we're, we're, we have built the plumbing, if you will, to support business solutions in larger groups and multiple admins. Um, right now, in um, to use server terms, a subscriber is a server admin and a guest is a, um, a user. Right. Right. Well, in a business solution, you're going to have to have more than one person be the quote in charge of it, the admin. Right. Yeah. And um, and here's a little subtle difference, too, when you think about it. Um, uh, guest accounts can make connections to any other accounts. So in other words, okay. if, if you gave your buddy uh, uh, Bob a guest account, he could connect with me. And we could trade messages and files and folders, and he would be hosted on your hub. And unless you you were included, you wouldn't know what we were sharing. That's right? interesting. Okay. Right. So, but from a business standpoint, you wouldn't want that. You don't want to be hosting people doing things with other people. Not so for, not necessarily. For, right. Okay. Now, so, now here's here, here. This is where this is where I'm taking this because mm -hmm. um, most of my career has been. Uh, either writing about or working with large technology corporations. Mm -hmm. And they are absolutely shit when it comes to maintaining their customer uh, lists. Right. They're horrible. Um, e even, even the trade shows. You know, they, I, I know of one trade show in particular that boasts having a list of 100,000 people you're right. And the thing is, I know for a fact there are not more than 20,000 people in their entire industry. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so that's that's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. So um, what I'm seeing is the possibility for corporations to adapt or adopt this kind of technology mm -hmm. in order to maintain essentially a closed system on their customer network. I think you're hitting the nail right on the head. You're, you know, this is a little bit ahead of what I usually talk about because we're focused on version one. Yeah. But um, what I was getting at is what we're describing is the difference between a guest in the current uh, system and a client, right? And 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 I happen to be friends with a lot of musicians here in Austin, and and they used to when you used to follow them on Facebook, you got all their notices, right? right? And then it stopped, right? And that was one of the things, and that. That sort of thing is 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 what we're not going to be. We want you have you will have a one to one connection that does not go through us with anyone you're connected with on the network. And, and what I mean by that is one of our original patents is the best form of, of encryption is exchanging public keys, a public private key system that your most of your listeners will be aware of. Correct. Right. Well, one of our patents revolves around handing off those public keys in the form of a, of a social network invitation. Right. So when you and I connect on the ONI, we're exchanging public keys. And so in the use case you're, you were describing, a business that handed out um, a, a client account to one of their customers would have a direct 
encrypted uh, public key relationship with all of their clients that no one could get in between. If they sent them something, that, that, that user would get whatever they were sending. There was no middleman. It's a, yeah. it's a, see, yeah, and, and I think that would be an enormous uh, benefit for corporations. And of course, from our standpoint is guests and clients will of course have an upgrade button to their own subscriptions. Yeah. Right. And so from a corporations, you know, if, if you're a large business and this system was up and running, you, you'd be like, Oh, you don't have any only account. Okay. We'll give you a free one. You can only talk to us. And if you want to start talking to other people, upgrade to your own account. Yeah. And it, the, the the basic adage about marketing is that the best marketing is word of mouth. And that's what social media was supposed to be all about. But it got overtaken by advertising. Absolutely. Which, which, is a, in- which is a very expensive and questionably accurate form of reaching your customers. But if you had something like this going in your system, and as you said, you're not ready to take on a corporation or even a lawyer at this point. but. Right. Eventually, this kind of thing could help corporations maintain their relationship, not, not only develop word of mouth, but maintain closer relationships with those customers without all the dross and crap that goes on through social media. Absolutely. I, I, I fully agree with you. And the way I describe it is this, you know, if, if, if you're building a skyscraper, you got to dig out the, you know, the, the, the foundation, put the pylons in, connect all the pipes. You get where this analogy is going. We've done all that and we've built the first two floors. Yeah. Okay. And we have a lot of confidence that, that the system that we've laid down will allow us to start building these features that we're discussing pretty quickly now. Yeah. The hardest part was really, I mean, if it is the outside of what the user experience is, we have to have a system uh, we're using the Kubernetes open source system. Okay. And so we have to have an admin system that when a subscriber subscribes, we have to create this unique instance of a container and track it and tag it to your account and all those things that have nothing to do with sharing pictures, right? Yeah. Or audio files or anything else. And that system's built now. We don't have to rebuild it. And those same tunnels and pipes, whatever analogy you want to use, are just as good for business as they are for, for the small groups that we're trying this add on first. Okay. Right? Now, are you familiar with your competitors? Well, there's. it's funny you say that because when I started, I mean, the competitors kind of come and go, but um, there's a there's a few that are getting press right now. Um, and, and, and while obviously, you know, you always want to keep an eye on competitors, I think that's what's more interesting to me was, is that, when I started this project in 2013, it was pre-Snowden, okay? Right. And people looked at me like I was crazy, and they just said, no one gives a, about privacy, right? And, um, and I used to say, well, they will. And, <laughs> uh, and this has been a... a, a, um, a you never a know what you miss until it's gone. Right. And so... Um, um, uh, uh, look, kind of lost track of the question. What was the question again? Um, do you know much about your competitors? Oh, of course. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the reason I was thinking this is when we first came out as a hardware project, I mean, the, you remember some of the other, um, there was like the, the My Cloud by WDigital, Western Digital, and yeah. these other things. And there was people nipping around the edges. Right now, as we launch, you know, relaunch as a, 
software as a service, with virtual containers, the world understands why they need us now is what I was leading to. Okay. And that's why we're seeing more and more competitors. Yeah. Um, well, the, the, uh, reason, the reason I found you is that somebody hooked me up with MeWe. Right. And, I, and I mentioned it, that I was giving it a try. And then my buddy, Bill Weinberg, who I believe you know, right. uh, told me to give you guys a try. Right. And it has been a great help. And, and it's, yeah, well, he is he is a brilliant marketer and technologist. So yeah. uh, he's a good person to and hook nice up guy. with. Uh, but I'm going to be I'm going to be honest here because I don't have to worry about it. Um, yeah. MeWe was annoying as hell. <laughs> Well, because, you know, at first I liked the idea. OK. And, and so I, I signed up because I, I, I write about uh, artificial intelligence and mm -hmm. data security and big data and renewable energy. And so I looked in there and I clicked on some of these things to, uh, to to join their communities and see what was going on. And it was filled with trolls. <laughs> Right. You know, well, and I'm going, well, what, what's the point? <laughs> yes, I can do this well, on Facebook. Right. There's numerous issues, and, I, and I'll pick on MeWe for a moment because they were something else before. But I, I, personally, I, I don't like their UI aesthetic. But in general, it goes back to who pays for the servers. They've got some money behind them, and they're yeah. burning it. And they're trying that freemium model. And they're going to try to upsell you sticker packs, right? Yeah. But I don't think sticker packs are the answer of, of how you run a social network. And the second thing you mentioned, the, the problem of the trolls, once again, is what we're aiming for version three to solve. There is a solution we have in mind. The problem is right now, in my opinion, is that um, some places like MeWe are trying to be big from the beginning. They're trying to be Facebook and Twitter from day one, right? Right. And I don't think that's how you get there. I mean, our plan and, and, and is, is to start with small groups and get them using it in a way that's helpful for them today. Like you sharing pictures with your mother-in-law and your friends with some work documents, that's useful to you right here, right today. And you that won't get trolled at all because it's all people you know. It's invite only. There are, there are ways to have that experience of liked interest. But the, once again, I believe that the answer down the road is, is privacy, not anonymity. And I, I don't want to give away too much, but you have to have accountability. If you, if you think back, I, I'm old enough to have had uh, both a CompuServe, AOL, and believe it or not, eWorld account. So back in the early days of the internet. Yeah. And on AOL, if you got out of line, you got kicked off, right? Yeah, and that's that's some. I I don't understand the reticence of some of these companies to do that, uh, because yeah, I understand you might piss off a lot of people who are actually paying you something or piss off the advertisers, but at the same time that reticence is creating the industry that you're part of. Oh, I, I, I completely agree. And um, the, the, yeah, they, 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 they can't get away from their current business models. It, it's, it's not in their interest to filter out. Fa Facebook doesn't want to filter out all the fake accounts. It yeah. makes their numbers bigger for the people 
who are the real customers, the advertisers. Yeah. Right. And um, so I, um, I mean, there have been there. Uh, Twitter has verified accounts, right? But that's only for certain people. Um, I think the the point going back to AOL was you didn't even have to totally be yourself, right? You didn't have to use yeah. your real name, but there was an accountability because AOL at the end of the day knew who was dialing it. Yeah. And even that limited line of responsibility, and I'm not so I, I, that's what we want to build in the long run is the ability to people to communicate, maybe not under their legal name, but in, in a way that there's some accountability that at the end of the day, you're not just a anonymous uh, something on the Internet. Yeah. Right. And I think we're going to have to leave it at that because I'm supposed to keep these to 30 minutes and I think we're over. So. Oh, well, I've been really enjoyed talking with you. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, Neoni's a new project. It's a it's a new concept and it may take a while for people to understand. But obviously you get it. And I I think the need is there. And I wouldn't have spent the last six or seven years of my life working on this if I didn't think it was important. Well, thank you, Dave. I appreciate the work you're doing and I uh, hope you're successful with it. Thank you so much, Lou. Have a great day. Thank you. Okay, that was Dave Glasgow, CEO of Neone, talking about his Facebook replacement tool. Uh, although, okay, I take it back. He didn't say it was a replacement for Facebook. He said it's a place to have a private community. And, uh, and as I said, that lots of companies are popping up to allow something like this. Some of them are good. Some of them are bad. Some of them have trolls. Some of them don't have trolls. Some of them are made up of trolls. Uh, but the interesting thing was is that Mark Zuckerberg himself, a few days after I did this interview, put up a long rambling post on his own Facebook page about what was in store for 2020 for Facebook. Ooh, what kind of dangerous things were happening? Well, it was mostly a PR ploy to try and cover up the dumpster fire that Facebook has become in the past couple of years. But there was a particularly interesting piece in there about how Facebook is going to start exploring this year the idea of private networks, which is exactly what Neone is doing, what all these other sites are doing. And I can almost guarantee you dollars to donuts that those private networks are going to come with a premium fee. Uh, so uh, Dave and his friends are going to be facing uh, competition from that juggernaut that is Facebook. Uh, this year. Uh, I wish them well. And the only thing that I think that actually has going for them is the bad feelings people have for Facebook. I mean, you may want to have that private network through something like Neone. Uh, but if it's available on Facebook, do you trust them enough to protect your data and your conversations and your relationships? I, I don't think so. I mean, I'm going to continue using Facebook. I have for a very long time, uh, but I do not trust their motivation. Their motivation is money and they don't necessarily care what goes on with their own customer base or their user base, their customer base of the advertisers. So that's going to be interesting in 2020 to see if uh, there can actually be a successful business model with private social media. Uh, can I say to Dave and his crew, 
good luck. Uh, I'd like to see it happen. But in the meantime, this has been Crucial Tech with Lou Covey. Uh, come back next week because we have something very interesting. We're talking to a German security expert uh, who is taking a look at the general uh, data protection regulations of the EU, how it's being changed and how it is working, and just by the fact that it is working well, what it means to all of us. Along with uh, the com companion law in California called uh, the... Um, uh, California Consumer Protection, excuse me, the California Consumer Privacy Act, uh, which is also making a lot of headway in the world. Uh, so uh, come back next week and find out how your privacy is being affected by government regulations. Again, this is Luke Covey with Crucial Tech, a Footwasher Media production. <laughs>